welcome back to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, what is up? Um, nothing too extreme, honestly. Closing uh, out. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in my last week here. I have two yeah, more days of class. Look at you. Um, I'm 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 seeing the end. I see her. She's there. Um, but let's dive right into the Yankees because listen, Scotty and I are gonna be honest. We didn't see a lot of the games this week, no. but I think there are some overarching themes that we need to touch on and some big things that should just be chatted about. So let me, uh, let me grab my notes really quick as in all of my screenshots from the last week. Um, let's start off with some good news. Mr. Cortez. Oh yeah. Also some bad news in the same way, but yeah, start off with a good part of that game. <laughs> Mr. Cortez is our ace. Yes, is the ace of New York. He has like the second most strikeouts in all of Major League Baseball right now. He is absolutely killing it. He's amazing and he's looking amazing while doing it. <laughs> so in his start one, he had 12 strikeouts through five, I think. Um, I think so. Sorry, allergies are killing me. I think he had, I know he had 12 strikeouts. I'm pretty sure it was through five and in, five innings. He also had an immaculate inning thrown in there. The man yes. was cruising against. He was having a great time against what, a team that he should cruise against. Uh, yes. A team that the Yankees in general should cruise against. Yet. I do believe uh, that came ended in a, a loss. And a fat L because we do not have an offense. So yeah, he went uh, he went five innings, twelve Ks in that game versus the that's, Orioles. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely insane. Just to put it in perspective, somebody we're going to be talking about later in this episode, Garrett Cole has twelve strikeouts through three starts. And Nestor so Gallo also has twelve strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're lowballing that one. I can't. <laughs> um, I see that now. Now I'm interested. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I guess, I guess I, we went a little out of order by jumping into Nestor's start first, but but that's that's the most important. I think that's the most important one that we saw. You know, uh, he only had oh no no he we were lowballing Joey Gallo as fifteen on the year. <laughs> I, <laughs> so so Nestor throws twelve strikeouts. I, listen, I get it. It's against people are probably going to want to discount it because it's against the Orioles. Whatever, I don't care. Twelve strikeouts is impressive, no matter what. Immaculating is impressive no matter what. Like, yeah. There's still the baseline of they are professional athletes. Exactly. Exactly. And what's frustrating is that we couldn't even give him a single run. Like he like did not have a chance at all. Nestor, like it's, it's gotten to the point where, and it happened again today. Today, we just lost three, nothing to the Tigers. And you want to know why it's because Jordan Montgomery was on the mound. Because we just refused or runs for that man. It's a factual statement. We've said it multiple times. We refuse to score for Jordan Montgomery. But we're refusing to score as a whole, really. That's the simplest way to put it. Is yeah, we just um, Aaron aren't Judge, scoring as a whole. Aaron Judge has two RBIs this year. Mr. I want more money than Mike Trout and Mookie Betts has two RBIs. It's just like we we aren't we aren't scoring at all. Six runs, four runs, three runs, nothing. Four, four, three, one, five, zero, four, five. That's all we're that's all we're getting. We're we're not we're getting six runs is our max. 
we are supposed to be like the scariest offense in baseball. And yesterday, Glaber Torres bunts. Kyle Higashioka bunts. Because we need to manufacture runs in ways that the team has never had to do in the past, which is frustrating. Yeah, and our, our pitching has been stellar. Same way. Show in me the a same better bullpen. Way, it's Show op- me a better bullpen. It's the opposite way with our bullpen. We have also not allowed more than six runs all year. And that has been a pure mixture of we're having great starts and great bullpens. You saw it last week. We had, when the episode was put out last week, we had, I think, six pitchers with zero earned runs against them. We still have a ton of pitchers with zero earned runs against them. Michael King is a god. (laughs) He does have an earned run against him, but like, it's like we still have overall an extremely elite bullpen but it's really hard for a bullpen to give a team a win when in going into the seventh eighth inning we have no runs we have yeah, one it, run it doesn't win a game with one run you can't do exactly it. exactly it doesn't matter especially if, sorry with garrett cole giving you not even two innings yeah so so far we still have chapman without uh giving up an earned run miguel castro hasn't given up a run uh, Marinaccio and JP Sears hasn't given up a, a Chapman does play. have an unearned run as he walked a run in to get walked that, off. Yeah, that Orioles. wasn't his, but that's uh, that's Schmitz. Still, that's <laughs> um, that was just the, I just needed to get that out. Yeah, no, that was fuck. that was frustrating. That was a frustrating like, there's so many questions of that. Like, why did you throw a three two count, a slider up and away, or a slider up in any way? Like, it doesn't matter. I think um whoever was our catcher at that game i don't remember if it was i think it was still higgy at that point but if he could have stood up and just yelled to the stadium fastball fastball doesn't matter because you're still testing the guy to hit 102 mile an hour fastball like that's throw it in the zone get it done he also didn't throw a splitter that entire outing which was weird especially with how elite his splitter is He's a two-pitch pitcher, and it's not fastball slider. It's fastball splitter. Yeah, his splitter has like a 90% whiff rate or something like that. Like, he has an insane whiff rate, and he just should abuse it and doesn't yeah. enough. But with the bullpen being as efficient, it does not matter, it doesn't how, matter how efficient no. the bullpen is. Because no. you know what? Aaron good- Judge is only giving us like two. He has two RBIs all year. Two. He's supposed to be our offense. With like with the people producing being only like Anthony Rizzo and Keener Falefa, who is starting he has a bat in his hand. Yeah. He's starting. He's starting to starting to realize like you, the heart of our, I mean, DJ hasn't been terrible at the plate, but it's hard for DJ to produce a run. If Aaron Hicks is leading off and not getting on base, you know, like if we're not getting, Glaber Torres is struggling to get himself on base. Joey Gallo does not actually know where first base is. It's just, you can't have three guys producing an offense that is supposed to hold DJ LeMahieu, Glaber Torres, John Carlos Dan, Aaron Judge, Joey Gallo, Anthony Rizzo. Those are all names that should be producing runs. Josh Donaldson, who has seemed to have been like taken off. Marwin Gonzalez started over him today. Was that a scheduled off day? I don't know. I don't ever actually know what Aaron Boone is thinking ever. So yeah, 
there's so many there's so many questions with like what we're doing like and, and somebody brought it up to me last night why are we not starting dj like every game we did pay him a boatload mm-hmm. and we're just having him sit you don't sit a gold glove batting champion just, those just, are the top two reasons you don't sit him you're batting you're struggling you're gonna sit a guy who's averaged like 320 the last like six years he's he is batting 306 on the year with 42 plate appearances which is like fifth sixth most on the team he's batting 306 and explain to me what aaron hicks has done that has been like yeah aaron hicks should lead off over lemayhu exactly the one the one issue that i didn't have with our order last year was dj lemayhu leading off and that was on an off year for dj lemayhu yeah, there like there's really no reason of why we should have Josh Donaldson or Anthony Rizzo lead off at any point. No, I could tell you, I, if you ask any any baseball fan or any person who understands the point of baseball, just to look at Josh Donaldson, just to look at Anthony Rizzo, and ask if they should lead off, I don't think you'd ever get a yes. No, no, they should be bringing runs in. And we just, there's no production. And as we were saying with the bullpen, it doesn't matter how good our bullpen is. A good bullpen outing is probably one earned run through five innings. You can't get a save if you're never winning the game. Exactly. If we are not scoring or we're putting our bullpen in, in a tied game, you can't be upset if they give up one run through five innings and we just don't score at all. Our offense hasn't been there to help our amazing bullpen. Exactly. And it's, and listen, it's early in the season, sure. But if in September we're fighting for a playoff spot, do you know what games are going to be really fucking important? The games we lose to the Orioles now. Yes. And that is a one thing that I've learned. I want to touch on this a bit later is last year, we learned that in a division like ours, 162 out of 162 matter. Mm-hmm. Every single game is important. Yes. And people will say, oh, no, it's, you know, the beginning of the year. It really won't matter because better teams will show up later. But when you are tied with the team getting into the playoffs, the exactly what we've been talking about, the games you lose that are the easy ones. The ones that bite you in the ass. We can't do that. And it's just, it's, uh, I'm just looking back, you know, like what we split with the Blue Jays, which is huge. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy how you can split with probably the best team in the division. And then you can't sweep the worst team. And yeah. not only can you not sweep, you get shut out. Yeah. Zero runs scored against the Orioles. Z- Goose egg. Zero. And it's it's tough. It's tough being able to be a fan there and being like, haha, look at what we're doing. Look at how good we're doing. Like it was it was tough. I had I know a friend here who went to the Orioles game. He's a Red Sox fan. And that was Nestor's day. And I go, well, look at that. 
five innings, 12 Ks, ha ha ha. And then we lose five, nothing. Yeah. Or whatever it was. And I was like, like, you can't even be, you, you can't brag about that anymore. There's nothing, there's nothing to be proud about because it doesn't matter how good Nestor did. Yeah, it I mean, it's amazing to see was, that. It gets overshadowed by the fact that we just got shut out by the fucking Orioles. Yeah. Who will be lucky if they get like 80 wins this year. And we just gave them one. Very frustrating. Anyway, let's talk about Garrett Cole. Because I, I don't I don't want to either. But I just don't understand what's going on. I couldn't tell you. Let's we could take a look at his numbers right now. As I said earlier, 12 Ks through eleven and a third. Which isn't terrible, but a six point three. Eleven and a third is terrible for an eleven. Eleven and a third. That's eleven and a third is terrible innings. But but twelve Ks through eleven and a third isn't bad. Look deeper into it. Eleven and a third as a starter who has three starts is terrible. Yeah. A six point three five ERA for your ace is terrible. It's just there's so many things. And just every start, whatever his last start was, like two innings, got pulled in the second. Like, you can't have that. He did not even finish the second. And Michael King came and saved his ass. Live, love, Michael King. But it's just, and I know, listen, I know the one start was against the crazy Vlad day where he went four for four. Fair. You bro, can't do anything about it. Bro, he threw, he threw Vlad balls and he still hit him. Okay. But not still your first inning against Boston was rough. First inning against Boston. Not being able to get out of the second inning against the Orioles. Uh, It was against the Tigers. Oh, oh, because that's just an even better team. (laughs) Like still, it's it is exactly. And and you want to say you're like, oh, it's a shortened spring, right? Like maybe he just like. First of all, you're telling me Garrett Cole wasn't throwing throughout the lockout. Second of all. Clayton Kershaw came out and was throwing a perfect game in his first start. Shohei Otani just almost threw a perfect game. Like, he was perfect through six last night. Like, it, it, no excuse. No yeah. excuse. Nestor Cortez just threw 12 strikeouts in five innings. And I bet he came into the he came into the spring not knowing if he was starting. Exactly. And it's like, Garrett Cole, we paid you so much money. Surprise. It's, it's not a surprise that you're supposed to be our ace. Like, it's you. Luis Severino, who has not been on a major league mound for more than two weeks in like three years, but he's been he's doing so well. But he's doing he's doing better than Gary. I love I'm Gary Montgomery. Honest, whoever I'm loving what I'm seeing from Severino. I love the Debbie emotion. looks fantastic. I love the emotion I mean, too. We, I guess we should have been more concerned with Aaron Boone's comments when he said that Sevy looks the most ready for the season. That's a problem. Yeah, that should have been. We were all so excited about that. But and didn't take it as what about everybody else? <laughs> should have been like we were like, so like overly ready. Not that like Garrett Cole is ridiculously underprepared, but like it's it's just frustrating because right, Sevi, who like I just said, has not seen a major league mound for more than two weeks and three years, is performing better than Garrett Cole. Jordan Montgomery, who I love Jordan Montgomery, I will never hate on Jordan Montgomery, but everybody else is well, people are starting to grow on him. But like, it's supposed to, be to our... realize that like he is just getting screwed out of wins and <laughs> screwed. But like, it's supposed to be our third or fourth 
line starter is throwing fantastic. Nestor Court, like Garrett, where are you? Yeah, we have a team ERA of 2.52. And people who are pitching above that. Imagine what it would look like if you took Garrett Cole's ERA out of it. Yeah. People who are pitching above that is Wendy Peralta, who has two earned runs against him. Oh, not Javier. Um, Loisica has five earned against him. Loisica's not doing it. Yeah, they said something about that last night. Five earned through six and a third. But then you have Montgomery, who has a uh, 3.24, so really just barely over our team ERA. That's pretty much average. Tyone at a 3.72, which, again, is a bit above it. And then you go to the 6.35 of Cole. But we're a team, right, on paper, whose pitchers should be able to give up three runs, and they shouldn't think they're going to lose. Yeah. And, I mean... That's like, just how Tyone, it... Tyone and, and Montgomery should be able to give up two or three runs, and we should still be able to win the game 5-3. Oh, you want to give the bullpen like a, an off day? Okay, we should still be able to win 5-4, 6-4. Yeah, again, that whole thing with Montgomery is it's almost a whole game. So it's eight. he has eight and a third and only given up three runs. Yeah. That's very acceptable. Giving up three runs through two starts is very acceptable as a starting pitcher. Yes. Yes. Giving up six through not barely a little bit over a game when you are getting paid $265 million. Eight. Eight earned runs against Cole. Oh, oh, eight in 11 and a third. Even better. Just what I wanted to hear, Scotty. Thanks. (laughs) It's so frustrating. Because you want to be excited for cold starts. I should be excited for cold starts. But I get nervous. Yeah. And now... We come think... home and we play the Guardians. Yes, we play them. And then we play the Orioles again. And we play the Sox? No, we play the Royals. I actually just made a uh, graphic... My, uh, the weekly graphic. I was actually about to post that. Oh. That's uh, the weekly graphic. You know, that should be, I mean, should be a relatively easier week. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to make a comment about like handling Bieber. Like the, the but Guardians. We've always handled Bieber. Yeah. But like you're looking at like, I'm going to be honest, it's not like it's an absurdly easy week. But it's not but like it's, we're playing. No, it's not like we're playing Toronto and, and Toronto and the Blue Jays or maybe the pot, not even the Padres, the Dodgers. Like we're not, you know, we're going and we're going against the Guardians, who have had a solid offense right now, and Bieber and Class A, and that's about it. And then the Orioles, which you know, apparently are just about. like they are. They are kryptonite. <laughs> they are kryptonite. Um, and then you go against the Royals who are a good offensive team and that's it. Also, I still think it's weird how I've said to my, like I've said to myself, um, for the pictures for this weekly thing is I go, all right, I'll do Salvi or I'll do wit. And I sat there for a second and I go, Whit Merrifield or Bobby wit. And I'm like, how the hell do you get two kids on your team named wit? <laughs> like, I just, 
like think of that. Like, what are the chances of getting a wit and a wit? Well, the last name wit makes sense. The first name yeah. wit it does not. <laughs> but I was like, damn, that's like kind of confusing. I realize that now that like people could get that confused. <laughs> um <coughs> but like the can't the, the Royals don't have pitching. A pitching. The Orioles I, really don't have pitching. I think our issue is teams that don't have pitching. Because, right, I just said, we could handle Bieber. Bieber every time we've seen him. We handled Red Sox pitching pretty well. And, like, Avoldi's pretty good. Pavetta, as annoying as I think Nick Pavetta is, he's pretty good on the mound. The only good pitching we can handle is the Rays, but that's because, like, it's the Rays and we just, like, emotionally... They're, they're also, like, a different kind of they're different they're not a routine pitching they are now now especially when they play them it's rookie pitching and yeah damn kluber uh and and brad phillips and brad phillips (laughs) their closer from the pen brad phillips um i but like i think that's because you don't obviously you don't think of like when you think of the orioles you think of cedric mullins you think of the eventual Adley Rutschman. You don't think of any pitchers, right? No. And Wait, I, but they just I put somebody. Think that that's on our the, problem. I think they just put somebody on the IL. I think they put means on the IL or something like that. They just threw somebody. Dude, whoever pitched for the Tigers today, big boy. Don't know who it was. He was huge. Oh. Looked like Sissy Sabathia. Oh, that guy. <laughs> you don't see people like that no more. <laughs> Um, I don't. Do you have any other Yankee thing? Let me. I think they threw Tyler Wells on the uh, on the IL. That's who it was. Tyler Wells is going to be. He is an interesting pitcher. Yeah, fucking noodle door somehow. Oh no, it was John Means. They put on the sixty day. That's who it was. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Orioles have no pitch, but yeah. Um, I don't have anything other that's directly Yankee Yankee related. Ew. Um, besides exactly what just happened of the intentionally walking. Yeah, um, we can talk about that a little bit. It's just like, I'm sorry, but like, you're not making people like you anymore by doing that to the guy. Yeah, and like, does Detroit not go on the road? I don't, I don't know. Actually, look that up. But right in now. the same breath. Aaron Boone said that they were planning on like doing a ceremony like during the game when he hit it. Like they were Uh-oh. gonna let Montgomery come off of the mound and like like if he hit it against Montgomery, whoever was pitching, like they were gonna let Montgomery come off of the mound and like if he wanted to continue throwing in the bullpen, he can. Cause they were just gonna like do like a whole hoopla. A whole like, like in break. Um they do go on the road. That sucks. Three games in Colorado and they come back home. Oh, wait. Wait, I'm confused. No, no, they still have another series at home. They still have another series at home. When do they they start? Three against Colorado. So then, yeah, tomorrow it starts. So, oh, if if they went on the road next, that would be, yeah, super shitty. But yeah, I mean, if I mean, like, I mean, listen, I'm still not saying it was like a nice thing to do. It's it's still kind of shitty of us to have done that. To be like, I don't I don't feel like it. But like, I said this I sent this to Scotty. I was watching the game in class today, and a little like before Miggy's first at bat, they had a little lower third that was like 
all of Mickey's accomplishments. And it was like first hit, home run, 1,000th hit, home run, 2,000th hit, home run. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, them walking him doesn't make us, you know, continue to be the most loved team in the world. It's just, it's so un- unlike the, like, Aaron Boone would not think to do that because he's just like not, like, we're all like, ooh, evil empire, this evil. We haven't been that in no, how many no. fucking years. So I can't actually see us being like, yeah, we're going to be a dick. We're going to walk him instead of letting him get 3,000. Yeah, we kind of were. Um, there's a few things that you go off that to go off the league, but I want to stick with Miggy first. Oh, you go um, so yesterday he was asked, he was like, so you're oh. whatever one hit, two hits away from, or was, I think it was one. Um, he's one he's he was away. one hit away. He was one hit away and they interviewed about him and they go, so how do you feel about being like, you know, one hit away from 3000? He goes, quote, who the fuck cares? We lost. When has this game ever been about individual accomplishments? That's the shit you like to hear. I respect that. That is amazing. That's good shit. And like, I fully respect that in the way that like, if he did get 3000 and then they asked him about it, I understand him talking a little bit about it more, but like it didn't happen yet. Exactly. So then not only did he just lose, he also didn't get 3000. Like he struck out in his last at bat. So he's going to be fucking pissed. And you're like, "Mm, how do you feel about that? He's like, are you, are you kidding? Like, if he got it, I understand being selfish, like selfish. I fully respect it. He should be on that point, yeah. but like he, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. And so he's like focusing on the game. I, I respect the hell out of that. Then are you going to pull the Yankee one? What? Okay. So someone asked him about getting 3000 against the Yankees. And he's like, and this isn't verbatim, oh, but it's yeah. pretty close to, he was like, yeah, it would have been nice because one of their scouts told me that I would make it farther as a pitcher. He's now fired. Like, he now <laughs> does not work for the Yankees. That's so funny. <laughs> Which maybe that quote, they were like, we're going to walk in. Yeah. It's still ridiculous, but. Um, what I want to continue a little bit off of that situation is talking about intentional walking. Corey Seager, I think we talked about this. I think this happened last week, but like Corey Seager, Got intentionally walked with bases loaded. Yeah, because, you know, he's Barry fucking Bonds. The Angels did proceed to win in that game. So, like, honestly, did it didn't turn. Did you see the video of Mike Trout oh counting? <laughs> That's what I was going to mention. Then, like, Mike Trout is out in center. That the bases are loaded. He's yes. Like, you see, he's like, I'm not at the plate. Why the you, fuck are they walking this guy? They, they flipped to a they flipped to a shot of Mike Trout in center field. And, like, he just, like, looks, like, calm, a little bit focused. And then he, like, realizes what so happened. He's like... He like kind of squints. Like, he looks what? so and then, and then you see, you can see his eyes and his head go from third to second to first. And he's like, what? Wait, what? This isn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It was so funny. Um, He did get x-rays this week. Over oh, the hand? The baseball world. Just, okay. One. Yes, it's for his hand. One, the baseball gods hate him. But like, did you see? It was like going to hit him in the hip. But he like curled up and pulled his hands in like it did not it did not have to hit his hands yeah he like moved to almost hit it in hands and i'm like dude do you want to play baseball or do you just want to like get your check and leave because that's fine you got your check yeah. out um i think i think he's back and playing i'm not positive 
Um, but the, I know they came back like negative, so like nothing's broken. But it's just like I don't think God, he's back yet. Like the world just does not want this man to play. <laughs> um, George Springer also got an X-ray on his forearm for like a contusion. So that's something to keep a lookout for the American League East to maybe weaken up over there. I have seen a lot of people get hit in the hands recently. I've seen a, I've just seen a lot of moments where it's like, oh, they have to go to replay because they weren't sure if it was the hands or the bats. Like, I've seen it like four or five times. Like I never thought like it, you never see it a lot, but I just think it's weird that's happening now. <laughs> um, I mean, there, again, there's still a lot of ways we could go. We could stick with the Angels, and in last night's game, which we mentioned a little bit, through five innings, Shohei Otani was throwing a perfect game, and I think it was Jeremy Pena who is the new shortstop for the Astros first, first um, it's first out of the inning. It's first bat of the inning. He decides to go and put a bunt down and it goes foul. And the Astros fans boot him. Boo and now, I want to, I want to get your opinion on this. Cause I have a strong opinion that is un that, that is a hot take. Okay. One completely unrelated. I like the Astros city connect uniforms. Oh, yes. I wore them last night. I like those a lot. Um, Two, I think it's absolutely fucking hysterical. I think it's so funny. And I think that it has layers to it. One, I think Astros fans are a little bit bitter about the Carlos Correa situation. So I think whoever was going to play shortstop for them was already going to be on like a tight leash. And I think that it, it was against like the Reds or literally any other Angels pitcher but Shohei Otani, I don't think he would have been booed. But I think Shohei is just like, I I genuinely don't think there is a single person who dislikes Shohei. I mean, I know that I say, like, I think he's given too much all the time. And, like, there's, it's ridiculous that they made an entire world named after him, whatever. But I think he's fantastic for the sport. And I think he's exciting to oh, watch. Yeah. So I think... I'm just sometimes a little bit of a negative person. Um, no, I, 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 I think we talked about this. I'm kind of in the similar way. I love what he's doing. I just think sometimes, sometimes media favors him a little. Yeah, too, sometimes it's like, Shohei gets a single. He had a single. And it's like, bro, it's the first inning and he had a single and the Angels are still going to fucking lose. Like, relax. <laughs> um, I think that it, it had to do with that it was Shohei. And I think it was the perfect storm of it was Shohei and it was the guy that is currently you know, replacing Carlos Correa. I think it was just like the, like, I think if Alex Bregman tried to bunt, nothing. Yeah. But I think since it's this new guy against Angel Baby Otani, it was just begging to get booed. And I think, like, listen, I, I don't, I don't like Astros fans because they're really clinging on to the year that they lost. And they're like, we're so good at baseball. And it's like, but right there, Right there, they got a little bit of my respect because I was funny as fuck. <laughs> what were your thoughts? My thoughts were, honestly, like, I, I hated the amount of people that disliked what he did. Because here's the breakdown that I saw it as. That was the bottom of the sixth inning. It was, so, it was I thought it was the right play for him to make. Yeah. So, so I think so they sure. were in the wrong for booing. But yeah. as a consumer. It's just a funny, it's, it's a funny, funny. moment. <laughs> yeah. Because, exactly, like, people, exactly, people exactly. were like, oh, you don't, you don't fun with he has a perfect game going first of all it was the bottom of the six so Shohei pitched five perfect innings still had half the game to go yeah and was not gonna go till nine yeah the Astros were 
down six at that point. It was the beginning of an inning. It was the beginning of an inning. Pena's up. He's a lefty. They have the shift on. So third base is open. So the way that I see it. DD has done a thousand and one times. Exactly. The way that I see it in a situation like that, where there's a fine line between what is disrespectful and what is just playing the game in regards to a perfect game being thrown is, would you do that in the situation if there wasn't a perfect game being thrown? And I think 100% he would do that if there was or wasn't a perfect game being thrown because you need to start the momentum. He's a younger player who would be more agile and more, more, you know, he'd be more willing to lay down a button and get down the line. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a situation that he would do it if there was a perfect game going on or not. And it's not like a situation where it's like, Oh, bottom of the eighth, two outs. Or like, I feel like late seventh inning and beyond, I can start, recognizing why like people be like okay that's intentional he's just trying to bunt to break it up nobody in the sixth i mean well maybe since it was like show hey they were noticing that it was a perfect game but again if it's any other pitcher nobody in the fifth inning i mean they might be like perfect through five but they won't be like he's throwing a perfect game yeah they'll yeah you'll get like warnings you'll be like hey this guy watch out this guy is perfect through five 80% 80% of the time, you, you'll get a notification the next five minutes saying it's mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, like, and, then, and then everybody turns the game on and then they forget how their starts. Yeah, but like it's a situation like that where they were down, so they needed the momentum. The game was still in reach. All this stuff could have happened. And a I game, think it was. And especially with the Astros offense, the game is always in reach. Yeah. And so like I feel like people who are like, oh, you know, unwritten, breaking an unwritten rule, you don't. Exactly as I said before, you'd be breaking an unwritten rule if it was later in the game. Like, I understand if it was later in the game. I also like, feel like people pick and choose when they decide to follow the unwritten rules. That's, that's exactly Because that. also, exactly. also put it this way, Angels Padres, Tatis drops down a bunt. You think people are mad at him? No. Whatever. Uh, they were, people were almost mad. No, people weren't mad. People were notified about how, like, the Padres were up, like, I don't know, like, nine or ten, I think in one game then they laid down a bunt and people like noticed it but that's the kind of point people were like you had a lot less people get mad at that yeah a lot less people were like oh no you know you know gotta stack up the runs or whatever the heck like still gonna play defense stuff like that like whatever the heck like exactly that point of people really like to pick and choose their unwritten rules and i feel like like the astros situation was just like the perfect storm for him to get like for people to get mad at him it's yeah. interesting that the entire stadium booed like that. All of those people felt like that was like the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Um. Briefly talking about Carlos Correa, I saw him. You did. I saw you also, did you? And see, I saw Gio. Did you see Buxton get hurt, or was that no? Game that was game after. That was before me. Um. So yes, I went to the Red Sox Twins game on. Easter Sunday. Sunday. Yep. Yeah. Um, Carlos Cray went 0 for 4. Big booze every time he got up. Gio went 2 for 4. Yurt, yurt. Yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> um, Sox did win. But so weird to see what I thought was going to be the Yankee left side of the infield simply in twins uniforms. <laughs> that was depressing. Made me sad. But like we kind of said before, IKF has seemed to have found his glove and bat. So I'm not upset about that. I think technically his like WRC right now is higher than Correa's. Correa is struggling over in Minnesota. I don't know 
how many people have seen that. Um, I did see Gary Sanchez drop about six balls. Classic, gave, up classic. About, gave up about three bases on them. Don't miss that shit. Um, but how does it how does uh how does Mr. Sanchez look with facial hair? He looks like he uh, gained more weight. I know that's not what you asked. I was behind. It, it could it could be connected. <laughs> I was behind the plate, so I didn't really get to see his face. And like I didn't like I was I was actively looking and like ready to watch the Correa Kepler Urshela part of the mm-hmm. order. So it went Correa Kepler Urshela, some other guy Sanchez. As soon as that some other guy came up, I was like, I can go get another beer. <laughs> I don't need to watch another. I have watched enough Gary Sanchez at bats in my life, but I do not need to watch it again. Um, but it was nice to see. Hold on. It was nice to see them. Not Correa. Correa got booted. <laughs> it was nice to see GM. But everybody else. I um, just have one more thing. Okay, go ahead. Oh wait, sorry. I want to I want to quickly tap on one thing, and then we can go to one, uh, another thing that I want to talk about, or really kind of two in a way. Here, uh, we'll find we'll find Calm a way. Down. Okay, number one, number one, Rangers turned to triple play. Yes. Cool thing happened. I don't think there's really not too much to no. talk about with that. It's cool, just a cool thing that happened, and we'll see if the Yankees can turn five again. Um, <laughs> Freddie Freeman. Oh yes. In his so, first game against no, the Braves, in not his even first at bat. The the Braves Dodgers whole situation is a whole thing by itself. Um, but like there are so many things that happen with that home run on the first step bat against the Braves. Um, also like game two or game three of that series, it was the Braves Kenley Jansen versus the Dodgers Freddie Freeman. Just a funny situation. <laughs> like that doesn't sound right. There's something weird. <laughs> Um, oh, the video of Charlie running to Dansby Swanson, my yeah. two favorite people on the entire planet of baseball. <laughs> I would be more interested. I think it would have been more interesting if the Dodgers played at Truist. I, I would. Of the Braves. That would be a lot more of a, I think you'd, you just get a lot more of a reaction from people. I think that would be a little cooler. But like uh, the Dodgers and honestly, I wouldn't even say Freeman. Got the last laugh. Um, the Dodgers did end up winning, but if you look at the stats, Matt Olson really had a good series. Like yeah. game one, Freddie Freeman did have that first inning homer, but Matt Olson proceeded to go like two for three in the day. I was gonna say Matt Olson's hitting like three something. Like he's hitting really well. And listen, also the Braves are a sneaky good little team. Ronald Acuna Jr. just started his um rehab i think his yep. goal is to be back by may 6th in the big leagues like that's a good little team obvious yeah. i mean like people are gonna be like yeah you sound fucking stupid saying that they just won the world series but none of you motherfuckers believed me last year so <laughs> have faith in the a um next thing i want to talk about is the announced attendance at tuesday's oakland a's game was 3,748. Their AAA team had 4,000 people at the game. I went yesterday to an NC State versus my college high point at a, it's like two minutes away from here from, from my school. So it's almost a home field for us. 
hour and a half from NC State. We were over 4,000 people yeah. at a college baseball game against a low D1 program. Yeah. And you are, we, we've talked about this already. We talked about this like two years ago. Oakland just doesn't have the fans. Yeah, well, I think, the, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's two things. One, they don't have the fans, but the organization is not putting money into it to develop fans. Who the fuck are you a fan of on the A's? They got rid of all of their stars. Yeah. Like, there's just, there's no, like, this sounds terrible, but there's no redeeming quality of the organization that, like, makes you want to continue to be a fan of it. Like, okay, the Orioles, right? The Orioles have consistently not been great, right? But Baltimore and Camden Yards and the team work so hard to build a sense of community and show that there's a future. You know, they, they give Cedric Mullins things. They have Adley Rush. You know, they, they try to show that there's a future ahead, but also continue to make it an enjoyable experience if you go now. With the beauty of Camden Yards exactly. as well. The A's have not invested in their current. They have not invested in their future. They've not done anything to the Coliseum. It's just, why am I going to go to a bad baseball field to see bad baseball with players that I don't give a fuck about? You know? Yeah. And then one last thing. One final thing. There is news that if an expansion is to happen in the MLB, it's going to Nashville. Scotty. We what called that like shit in 2020. Motherfuckers in baseball. <laughs> the smartest. We called that shit COVID year. <laughs> well, like, what? I just, I love being right all the time. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do is to be right. And I don't know when they're planning on doing that because it'll if Manfred continues to be in charge, it'll move at the speed of a snail. It won't move at all. But I just love being right. It's good to see reports like that to know we're right. Also, I can't wait to be here in North Carolina and get blacked out from those games as well to be Tennessee, uh, Atlanta, Baltimore, and Washington and not be able to watch half the league. That's tough. Can't wait. Can't wait. So excited. Um. Yeah, it's just really hard being the smartest people um, on the face of the earth. I felt like I had another thing, and I just simply don't remember it. Oh, um, no, no, I kind of said it because Acuna started his rehab, so I don't have anything. Yes, yeah. Um, overall, right, let's wrap this up. The Yankees need to be better. Offense. The Yankees need to be the team that they have been – that they were supposed to be the last two or three years, you know, people have, have shifted and decided that the offseason moves we made were good. I need to start seeing those pay off, but I super need to start seeing people that we have given faith to. For I need to see Aaron Hicks start to play, play off. I need to see Glaber Torres start to play off. Like, I, we need these players to do what they have to do. Um, right. Because when Torres was a prospect, he was untradeable. And then once he was brought up, he was untouchable. 
I need him to prove to me that he's like that. Aaron Judge, you're the same way. You're supposed to be putting up a real big case this year for why you should get $300 million. Start playing like you deserve $300 million. Exactly. Like, honestly, it, I like, again, love Aaron Judge, but it would be kind of funny to see if, like, like you know, he was bad this year. This is the, he, and especially with how much he was offered before this year. Like, he was whatever offered to be paid, like, the most. The, the most paid Yankee. If you ever. were asking for that type of money, you need to have a start out of the gate like Vlad Guerrero Jr. And he, so he had the opportunity to potentially get some of like the best money you could get and then shit the bed after denying it. And now that money was going straight down with each start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It will be interesting to watch. I want to preface this because I feel like sometimes I sound very negative. I want Aaron Judge to be a Yankee for life. Yes. I do. And I'm okay with the Yankees giving him any amount of money. However, if we're doing that, like I want a DJ to do it, DJ's performing. I need, we need them to perform, right? I, right now, do I think that Aaron Hicks deserved the six-year contract that we gave him? Absolutely not. Glaber Torres, they're walking a thin fucking line. The only one on the team right now that I'm like, yes, you deserved your contract was Anthony Rizzo's one-year contract. Yeah. Isaiah Kino for Leifa's one-year contract. Yeah. You know, and it's getting nervous. But it's early. It's early, right, Lex? Calm down. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, but to keep track of Scorecards when we're free and available to make them. And lineup cards. Uh, about to make a scorecard right now. You can now. follow <laughs> us on Instagram at pinstripe.podcast. Scotty's crushing it over there. All of your news will come from there more frequently than it will come from here, obviously, as we come out with new episodes every Friday. So if you could like the show, share the show, follow the show, whatever you can on whatever platform you're listening to, do it. That would be great. And we will see you next week for Scotty. This is Lexi, and this has been the Pinstripe Podcast. Bye!